Shut up and sit down. To get stuff from me, you have to beat me in a musical battle. But Jake's the musical one, and he's got Boo Brain. I don't care. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you guys doing? Jake, you're back. Shut your feet. There's something strange. Want to hear something scary? I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly to my surprise Madly Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Dewaring all did the mesh, the dial podcast mesh. Hey, I tried. Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Vondering, and today I'm here with Evan Price. How's it going? Good. Good. How you good. doing, Evan? Good. Pretty good. Well, good. better. I'm good. doing better. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? How are you guys doing? They're doing good, too. Are you good. sure? Yeah. I like, sure doing on, well? I like speaking on, their on behalf be, of the people. On their behalf. On their behalf. They are doing well. Yes, they are. And last but not least... Mr. Lance Hepler. Lance Romance in studio. In, thank goodness in studio. Coming at you with full nose hair today. Oh, thank Ooh. goodness. I just noticed my nose hairs are quite unruly. Unruly? You know there's some you can buy that just, you like stick it in there, just like rips them all out. Rips them out. I think that, that can't be good for you. It can't be no, good. That cannot well, be good. Have you ever just plucked a single one and it's like the end of the world? Like oh, the tears is. start coming yeah. gushing out of your eyes and like oh. your brain feels like it's going to explode? We're, it's like taking we're up the worst to a good start ever. This was not my intention. <laughs> we were off to a good start today, my friend. was nose hair talk. It's a good thing we're talking about nose hairs as our main topic today. Nose <laughs> hairs with Lance Romance. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> That's my one for the show right there, baby. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, let's backpedal this bad boy. Wait, Evan. You are Jake Von During. I did say that. He's also Jake Von Doering. I am completely out of it. Yeah. <laughs> These <laughs> nose hairs are lost. <laughs> <in my> brain cells. <laughs> you are lost in nose hair. Yes. Backpedal. Let's start with the big one because he was out of Well, you guys were both out of, out of town. town. You guys were all. Oh, start with me. I We were all worthless. out of Well, no, no, no. Matt, Matt was technically. Well, you were in town for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I mean, I technically went to, out of town. Yeah. yeah. I, went, I went to a cross country race. Okay. So start with Matt. Okay. We'll start with Matt. Matt. Okay. Backpedal, yeah. Matt. All right. Camus cross country boys and girls both won the. Re- it's really called by districts but you know think of it as regionals we dominated it was good, good nice times. yep then sunday i came back and um dodged some raindrops and went out for a bike ride i saw jake yes you did and all i did i did the most boring ride ever i just went up and down the hill right here because uh, I was like, oh, it's gonna, I was, it's gonna rain any second, so I'm just gonna stay close to home. And I just climbed. That's not just a hill, though. It's yeah, it's a beast. That's it's a about Lackamas Steeps. Yeah, the yeah, the yeah. Lackamas Lane mm-hmm. here, yeah, and it was, it was. Um, Jake was like, looked at my computer. I was like at mile three or something. Like that. I'm like, I'm at about a thousand feet of climbing or something. Like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> damn. I did, I did, I did the hill four times, and then I came up on this e-biker, which was. You know, um, I was thinking about this on the podcast. I was like, and I, I, I was like, oh, I'll double back for you and I'll ride with you. You know, and I, so I double back and I rode with him for a minute. And, uh, and he was like, okay, well, I need to go this place. He was kind of lost. 
Uh, and I rode with him for, I don't know, 10 miles or something like that. And I was like, this is pretty cool that this guy who's, I'm guessing he was in his late sixties or something like that. And he and I can ride together, chat, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And the, the e-bike That's is a good argument for the e-bike. The e-bike like is real, yeah. man. And I, I don't think, I don't think I had, you know, there was, there was no animosity. I was just in one of those moods where anyone that would roll around that I would see, I would have been like, let's ride let's together, go. you know? And, uh, it was good. Cause I could at least point him in the right direction. Um, back, he was going back West towards Vancouver and just was lost on prune Hill. Oh, and, yeah. uh, and I was like, yeah, we can go this way or this way. And he was probably super annoyed by me, but <laughs> hey, couldn't there, get away with me. He couldn't there, get away from there me. There are the definitely times on prune Hill. I would absolutely take an e-bike if I'm yeah. that far into a ride. Yeah. I would a hundred percent take those, those extra yeah. couple hops. Interesting stuff. Like, um, it was like really cold on Sunday and like sleeting at times and he was wearing sandals. So there was some like <laughs> clipping sandals. At no. least he was out on his bike. I know it was kind of <laughs> awesome, and I, I was I was living. I was super enjoyed having like someone to ride with. Good for him, man. Yeah, I and know. Sandals. It was great. Wow. And uh, and he was like, well, I just put this, you know, on this bike on this level, and I still get a workout when I do the hills. And uh, I was like, this. I mean, he didn't look like he was working super hard on the hills, but I mean, we could ride together. It was pretty cool. It's pretty cool. I'm I'm an e-bike fan now. Yeah, it's fun. It's you gotta ride one though. That's where you. Uh, yeah. That's where it puts the smile on your face. Like, oh, okay, I get this. This is fun. And he had yeah. a bigger bike with bigger tires. And there's all kinds of great things about that, right? Where it's like less likely to have flats. Too. Yeah, yeah, less likely to have flats. And he had yeah. um, pannier like stuff. Like he could carry a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. He had like a you know I mean it's just it was a much more upright setup and all these things where you're like, this is cool. Like you could do this into your seventies. Like this is the way, you know, and I'm, you know, if I could get more people doing that, that I could ride with, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So less cars on the road too. Yeah. Less cars on the road. Absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's my back pedal. Fun stuff. I like it. Yep. How are you feeling about state? Um, you know, so, our, our girls team should not win state. I think they'll, they could get third if they have a really big day. Our guys team, um, they are very good. They could win state if they all ran well, um, but their coach isn't that bright. So who knows? <laughs> it's a coaching issue. Yeah. Yes. It could be a coaching issue. There's basically five teams that I think are all really good. And so any of those five teams could win. Depends and, on who has a good day and who doesn't. Yeah, it's going to be a nerve wracking race for those so guys. I can see fun. us getting, I can see us getting fifth place. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see us doing worse than that if we have a bad day. I could, you know, or I could see us getting first. So, well, you know, we'll hope for the best. Um, our our top guys are struggling right now, so they know they are struggling. Pressure. I don't know. We'll see. It's okay. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. That's coming up next weekend. That was going to be my one last thing, but now That's I'll have to come up exciting. with something creative. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Evan yep. Price backpedal. I was in Colorado for almost three days nice. here. Yes. Yeah. On a on a business slash pleasure trip, which was fun. Um, business. Pleasure <laughs> romance. <Yeah. laughs> I was trying Tell to do my more. best. I was trying to do my best Lance impression out okay. there. I was trying to enjoy it, but I forgot that I'm at 5,200 feet Ooh. out there. Yeah. And anybody who's listened to the history of this podcast knows that I Don't slightly you know. struggle in in altitude situations. <laughs> so I'll talk. So the the coolest part was uh, I went out there to meet with two of my uh, future business partners, uh, Chris Lee and Joe Lee. Uh, one is a chiropractor, uh, Chris, and then Chris Lee is a strength and conditioning coach out in Boulder who works with the gauntlet of endurance pros out there. Um, so I got to meet a lot of cool people. 
Um, got to, I was talking with Matt about this before the podcast, got to hang out with some of the 10 man running elite group, which is a group of really fast runners out in Boulder. And they're, did you run with them at all? Um, I was there when they were doing their 2k and ran during it. So does that technically count as running <laughs> with like them? You couldn't, there's no way for you I was run running at them. the same moments that they right. were running. Like yeah. they, they come by and there's like, even if I sprinted for a quarter mile, there's oh. no way. I mean, if it, they're running, if probably. they were doing their recovery run, I'd be like, cool, I'll go run with you guys. Yeah. Anything else? No, yeah. there's, I mean, there's, there's a sub four minute miler in that group named Drew Hunter, who right. anybody who's a running fan would know Drew, Drew Hunter's a young up and coming hopeful for right. the Olympic Absolutely. team one day. Absolutely. And yep. a couple of the really, really fast runners on that team too. Sam, so for 2K, they're probably running somewhere under 65 seconds per uh, quarter. Yeah. So Sam, Sam Parson, the coolest part of this, and I'm not you know, breaking yep. it, this was just one of their workout days. Sam Parsons opened their 2K test at 61 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Fast kid. Right. Fun kid to talk to really. Sam, Sam Parsons is a kind of a, uh, runner at heart in the sense that he has a very classic sense of running he doesn't like running with uh, watches nice he doesn't like hearing his times he just he goes out there and run he does not like hearing his times apparently he goes out too hard he just goes and runs (laughs) and just loves running that's right down your alley yeah Yeah. i know that's why i liked the kid he he really kind of (laughs) spoke to me we're best friends i know it was (laughs) great talking to him he was you know they were all open to learn good group of kids so definitely will be cheering for them cool uh, over the next couple years they're they're a good group and they're going to develop together well it's nice to hear about like you know because you read about these runners and things like that and you're like well who knows maybe they're complete jerks right yeah because sometimes they are they are yeah yeah sometimes Uh, but like anytime someone's like no this person's good oh yeah good person and they're they're like like, okay i can cheer for this and they're like a good group of friends too they they also um there's another uh, kid out there living with them morgan pearson who is i think i've mentioned on this podcast before my friend chris is the strength coach for and he is going to be, I'm putting my money down that he'll, he'll be one of the traf, uh, triathletes right. in the Olympics in the next cycle or two. He's, yeah. he's that fast. He has that much ability. If he's running with that group, yes. then don't you worry that that is, that is, is non-traditional for triathletes to go Definitely. that fast and Definitely. do that, that much. Because the rest of that group is all focused on running. Yeah. Right? So where they'll do a morning run. And then they're recovering until their afternoon workout. Mm-hmm. Pro- so, you know, potentially he, tra- he trains on his own quite a bit, but he, he lives with them. So he, he's okay. around them and yeah, does train with them. So yeah. I think he's getting, he's not like Can doing he, all his runs with them. I'm so sure some easy runs and stuff, maybe morning runs or something. I would imagine right now he's in his off season, but okay. yeah, he, yeah. um, we'll, we'll see this next year. He's going to develop well this next year. Yeah. He like just got on a bicycle like two years ago, three years ago. So. It's just, it's just the biking component is so different, right? Cause you're like, Oh, I got to go bike five hours. Whereas yeah, like right, right. those runners will never do that. Yeah. They'll go out for their morning five, six, seven mile run and then they'll do an afternoon workout. And then an evening cool down. And then no, 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 no. Not, two, not, two not runs. even there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so there are runners that do three runs, but yeah. not that group. I would think. I yeah. would guess that that's, those are milers there. Did these, you ride your bike while you were out there? Oh, I rode my bike. Here's the fun. <laughs> here's the cycling story. So you'll, you'll love this. So I, I have this buddy, uh, Kit Henders, who I've mentioned on this podcast before. Um, kid is an awesome human being, been a very good friend of mine for a long time. And every single time we ride together, we do these rides where we try to, anybody listening is going to be like, that's so dumb. Why would you do this? But we try to not eat food the entire ride and drink as little water as possible in this terrible peer pressure thing that, that we developed. Brilliant. It's so stupid. I never stupid. think of that. <laughs> it's, you know, everybody has that friend who refuses ton- food from them on a ride, right? You do tons of dumb stuff all the time. I know. This, this was especially dumb. So he knew that he got me this time because he needed to get me back for, he came back to Ohio once before I'd left Ohio 
and it was very humid and I knew he had just been in Colorado. So we went on a 110 mile ride and I hammered him the entire time. Oh my gosh. And he hurt because his body had not seen humidity in however many years he's been out in Colorado. (laughs) So this time uh, I go out for Halloween and on Saturday night I get maybe three hours of sleep and I have to go ride with Kit on Sunday. Originally we were going to do the Mount Evans ride originally but it was good like snowy up there so we weren't gonna be able to do it so instead he was like okay i'll just take you up another climb not mentioning to me that this is the coal creek gap road ride which if anybody from colorado is listening to this knows that that is mostly a dirt climb towards the top Um. you hit pitches of 15 to 18 percent in gravel so (laughs) i on basically no sleep and absolutely not being altitude acclimated went on a I don't even know how long the ride was I did not ride with anything all I know is it took us four to five hours of just (laughs) me in the saddle hurting really badly what bike were you on I was on my buddy's Allay thank god he had an Allay yeah I love Allays but it was the most you know like there there were points where I was considering turning around just so I could descend for a little bit to just get a break from climbing. Like it was so painful. Hours of climbing. <laughs> but it was beautiful weather. 75, sunny. Oh wow. Just amazing. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Anybody going out to the Boulder area, you can so like Boulder and Denver, if you're in that area, there's so many amazing climbs right there so you think maybe this is the time to visit for us because right now it's so rainy here yes <laughs> you got like another two week window of really good Before weather it starts snowing, snowing and stuff like that yeah. yeah yeah absolutely everybody jump on a plane and go to colorado that's fun yeah fun <laughs> lance last time we talked to you you were on location and you were about ready to jump on the zen master trail yeah, or whatever I did that the was zen called. master trail <laughs> i love the name of that uh, backpedal force man i think i saw pictures how'd it go Oh, my week was fantastic. No, was it? It was not. It was it glorious. Was glorious. There it, is. Okay. <laughs> it was. It was very good. Yeah, you know, all of it was great. Thank you for putting up with me while I was mid transition oh, trying to talk yeah. to you guys. And I'm. Yeah, it was all crazy. Yeah, I did a, I did a six mile trail in St. George called the Zen Trail. It took me an hour. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because it was all, yeah, big climb and steep rocky technical uphill stuff i did not clean it i got off and walked so many times like i hiked a bike quite a bit and it is totally cleanable but i'm still working on my mountain bike skills for sure (laughs) so that was great um then the next four days they were it was just more adventuring we we went from there to a place called valley of the fire state park which is in nevada um and I did a short little what, ride. What state park is that? Valley of the Fire. Is that anywhere like near Great Basin National Park or is that more west no, it's, Nevada? It's an hour from Vegas. 45 oh, minutes okay. from Vegas. It's okay. almost in, in Las Vegas. And I went. we went there purely to take pictures and for me to nice. get, get on my bike because there was... there were some cool picture spots You wanted there. to win the dial cycling photo contest. I did. Did I win it? Um, there, I think there was a group of people that took pictures on... Saturday, sun, is Saturday. it Saturday or Sunday's Saturday ride? Saturday, little master's Saturday's ride. ride, team ride. Yeah, I was on that ride. Too. I know you were on that ride. Yeah. I know where. I know where you've been. I stalked. <laughs> I saw. You. I saw your pictures from that. Yeah, but I couldn't tell. Someone did a black and white that looked really nice. Yeah, Jay Small. Yeah, yeah he did yeah, some. Was, yeah. I think Jay won. 
Your efforts were wasted. You took that same picture. Did you give it to Jay? Yeah, I, I okay. shared it with Jay. Okay, so. I was going to say, because I saw, I saw the same picture. So you still won. But Jay has a very good photographic eye as well. He's, he is, he's yeah. good at taking pictures too. So. He's good at a lot of things. Yes, very good. Yeah. yeah. Like so, I love his like he has like a whole bunch of stats and stuff like that that he'll roll through. Yeah, he'll he'll do yep. stats for the races Which like average speeds for. It's yeah, amazing. For, yeah, for he'll do races. he'll do he does tons of cool stuff. He's also done some cool video stuff in the yep. past. Like he's just he's a cool dude. Yeah. Um. He's you're, cool dude. Yeah. You guys had a good ride. We we did. That was uh, that was Saturday's ride. It was a bunch of masters guys, and and Nels who is. 14 or something 15 he, i believe 15 yeah. yeah he plugged along yeah. with this as well and made it the whole way it was it was 50 miles and 4,000 feet of climbing yeah. i went 70 miles and 5,000 feet of climbing because i just added because yep, you're lance because i'm lance yep and uh <laughs> but yeah that that ride was just great to ride with good you're, people you're doing prune hill with us right the 10k yeah I sh- 10K. if i'm in town i'll do it okay matt yeah. you're doing that too I know we yeah, talked same, about this before. Same thing. It's like, uh, I think there's one weekend that I'm in town, and if the weather's decent. Because yeah. I saw that Jake, you put up a post to yeah. oh, did you just leave? do the dates, right? Yeah, it's either going to be November 10th or November 17th. Okay. Um, I think there are about split number of people that can't do one or the other, so we have to kind of come up with um, what's going to be best. So I think you should like tentatively set the 10th, and then if the weather's bad, just push it to the 17th. Yeah. Because then if the weather's... Because I don't, I don't really think... If it's really rainy, like it was sleeting on Sunday, I just I just the don't think nasty. Yeah, descending. It was nuts yesterday. Yeah, yeah. If, crazy. If it's anything like that, then it's probably not even safe to yeah. walk ride. So so yeah, we'll uh, the Prune Hill 10K. In case people are curious, um, Prune Hill is a small hill in the area here in Southwest Washington, and we just go. We find different ways to go up and down it. Um, quite a few times it takes us usually around 50, 60 miles. Yep. And we try and get ten thousand feet of climbing. Yep. The course that's plotted out right now is about 56 and change miles okay, yeah. and then it's uh, just over 10,000 feet of climbing it's super fun yep fun everyone's welcome it's not like a team ride or anything yeah. yep yeah anyway okay any more backpedaling uh, well i mean do you want to totally, hear about more cool stuff i totally did interrupted you, you did you race i did not race this week uh, that's like is that 10 days of no races yeah wow. oh my goodness are you okay while. take a temperature I real know, quick I've, Kevin. does I've, that count as an off season <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel strange a little bit <laughs> that i didn't have this hour and a half long session of he's got this like competitive like juice now that he needs to like yeah. get out he's yeah <laughs> there was a chance to race but i ended up going on the ride with the with the master's group instead which i really enjoyed so that was good i mean i don't think you lost either way you, no. if you did the race the cross toberfest on saturday that would have been fun but yeah, the ride that you guys fun. went on looked spectacular it, it was great the sunday race was a little bit different of a story <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was a complete mud fest and the the cyclocross crusade out at cascade locks it was muddy and wet and they had a big thunder hailstorm that rolled through in the middle of the yep. women's race they had to cancel the women's race yeah. a lap into it they had to like stop it because it became unsafe and um but we had a bunch of teammates out there hammering through it it was really muddy really nasty but that's northwest cyclocross yeah. which yep. we haven't had this year so far so. yeah Been but i didn't do lucky that. so far I did spend a couple of days in Yosemite National Park and a day in Death Valley National Park. Oh my god! <laughs> and <laughs> that was that was fantastic. It was just me, my wife, and the dog. And I saw you know what's cool. Is, I saw the pictures um, from Yosemite. Yeah, that some you put of the up. yeah some of the biking short clips that you hear like biking in front of yeah. Um, what's the big hill? What's the big the steep? El Capitan? El Capitan. Yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah. 
Yeah, so pretty cool, dude. It, it was cool. We did a few hikes and then we got on our bikes and rode for a little bit. Did you guys ever hear about the guy who free climbed that? Yeah, it's anybody who knows Clay would know who I'm talking Alex about. Alex Honnold. Yeah, yeah, he free soloed. Um, Looking at El that as you're riding it, is it more incredible to it's, think it, that somebody would actually climb up that? It's 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 unfathomable that he did that. Yeah, we actually hiked up to the base of El Cap, and I my saw wife, your wife post a picture. My yeah. wife's a rock yeah. climber, so she. She, she, you know, Climbed up we, a little bit. we, we, we walk up to it and she actually like broke into tears. She was like emotional getting that close to that epic of a, yeah, of a, of a that's rock like, climbing. That's area. like the Alp Duez of yes. climbing, right? Yeah. So it was, it was really cool. So she, she climbed a little bit there, but just, you know, right. The we had no, so she free climbed no the whole nothing. thing. She okay. free climbed, <laughs> she climbed almost 30 feet or something. <laughs> and it's a 3,500 foot climb. It's, hey. Pretty That's crazy. 30 feet more than I would do. But yeah, our um, it, 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 those few days there in Yosemite were just fantastic. So I'm sure we'll go back. Everybody should stalk your pictures for that. Yep. <laughs> That's incredible. Instagram slash Lance Romance. Well, I'll be there next October. Um, oh, cool. Because I'm going to be doing Lance's 2018 oh, yeah. ride schedule. Oh, yeah. So, so they just want to come with me. Here. That's yeah. actually, yeah, Jake's been riding over there every single time Lance says a ride and he puts down the date and where he was. <laughs> Lance Stalker 2019. Yes, I've got all the GPX files. They're all ready to go. Slash Lance's tires next year on those days so that he can't, <laughs> can't go. No, I'm going to invite Lance. Maybe he'll drive me. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my back pedal was um, a lot more of the same. <laughs> I'm getting tired of saying that, but. Last week was just like one of those weeks where it's like every flipping day I had some sort of medical appointment. Sometimes it was multiple medical appointments, acupuncture appointments, physical therapy appointments, MRI appointment, doctor's appointments. It was like something every single day until I got to Friday. It was like, thank God, a day off from medical appointments. So I was trying to get caught up with life. Um, been plugging away at Zwift. I have amassed, uh, let's see here, it was about 750 miles and 69,000 feet of climbing on Zwift since I got back to rolling about wow. six and a half weeks ago. How many ago. hours were you last week? Uh, eight. Eight? Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's really wow. good. Yeah. Eight again this week? Or are you bumping up a little bit more? Um, I've, I've been, I've, I'm due to go up a little bit. I'll probably okay. hit more closer, a little bit closer than nine this mm-hmm. week. Um, and I've been pushing the, the FTP up a little bit too. So um, I think I have my FTP setting at about 310 right now. Um, wow. I, I think it's Matt. a little, little bit higher than that. The legs are actually feeling decently well. So I'm good. good. Excited good. about that. Um, Soccer games, pumpkin patch stuff with the family, and yeah, this I'm about five months into this whole process, and we talked briefly about this before. I I tried to sleep in my own bed and it failed, so I'm gonna attempt keep, one. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll go. I'm gonna keep trucking along. And about five months in, I'm sleeping on the couch in a recliner now. Um, it sucks. It really does. But um, I don't know. Someday I'll get back to being normal. <laughs> Anyway, you'll be so thankful for like laying flat sleeping. Yes, exactly. So we are going to get this thing started. We've got a little list we made for you guys, a little top 10 that turned into a top 12 list because we couldn't (laughs) stop adding things to it. We're like one of those viral articles now. Isn't that what they do? (laughs) So we're going to kind of hit with a little Halloween theme because when this podcast comes out, it will be happy Halloween. It's spooktacular. Yeah, but it's going to be our top 10 that was 10, but now 12 fears about (laughs) cycling in triathlon. So we made a list for you from number 12 down to number one, and we're going to run through it of our fears of cycling about uh, cycling in triathlon. So starting off with number 12, 
<laughs> we, this one was kind of fun. The top start, 12 list. We're going to start with 12. We're, we're going to go from 12. We'll work our way 12 down to one. Our so biggest fears. The biggest fear. Fears. The one that we put on the list at number 12 was spousal cost deception. <laughs> this, how is this how like, much do you lie to your wife about the fear of her finding cost? out how much yeah. the yes. cost? Exactly. So right. is it the fear of lying or is it the fear of her finding I out? Finding Probably out. Lying is no, pro- no problem. We have no problem lying. <laughs> okay. It's the finding out. Yeah. Okay. No, honey. Jake gave me that bike. <laughs> Jake, Jake just needed he, his garage is full, it's and he just full. needed uh, so, some place to keep so it. So give me give me the breakdown on deception here, because I will need to learn these lessons over the next few years of my life. So I'm I'm experienced going well, into this. First of all, first things first, you got a great deal on whatever it is. Yeah, I got yeah. a great deal on great this. deal. So technically, you saved money. We saved money. Okay, good. or better, when you buy a new bike. You hide it somewhere, <laughs> <laughs> so she never actually sees it. Uh, How do you explain she, if she, she does sees it? it. <laughs> when she does say, "Oh yeah, I've had that bike forever," I get that line about shoes with my wife all uh-huh. the time. So yeah, with bikes, it's <laughs> oh, I've had that forever, forever almost. 40 minutes or as Lance was saying as Lance was saying earlier you can just pretend like you're babysitting Jake's bike there you go I'm just holding this I'm just holding on to this for him I'm taking care of Jake's bike I'm bike sitting (laughs) I gotta keep the chain gotta keep the chain from seizing up you can't let it rust (laughs) gotta gotta move it needs to move yeah you got another kit (laughs) power meter what the heck is power you spent a thousand dollar on a power meter what's a power meter (laughs) but honey I need that yeah yeah, how do you explain a power meter? Like, why would you explain that you I don't even need try. that to us? I don't us? even try. I don't try to explain it. Yeah. So my coach told me to get it. Yeah. So. yeah. My last YouTube video that I just posted, you know, last week or after the podcast, it was specifically about, like, power meters for triathletes or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I should just be like, here you go, wife. Watch this video. I'm going to reference you to my it. YouTube channel. <laughs> She'll hate me. I would love to see her face as you yeah. reference her to your YouTube channel. Why did you spend this money? Why did you spend this money? We'll watch this video. Yeah. Matt, this is <laughs> your channel. Yeah. <laughs> oh. The key is to keep a a slush fund, a separate slush fund that she does not have <laughs> access or privy to, that everything comes out of yeah. that. So on Wednesday, Brandy's going to be Brandy. rifling through all of this, uh, you know, your just dresser myself. and your <laughs> I was bank say, statements. Where's the slush fund? Where's the slush fund? I'm, f- I'm fine over here. This is a very dangerous topic for the three other men sitting at this table right now. It is. We should move on. Yeah. Number 11. from us young dress up. Number 11, stress and anxiety. Pre-race stress, pre-racing anxiety, or just general stress? In general, but I think that's probably the big one. Even even training stress and anxiety can be put in there, too. Yeah. Having hit your numbers, having hit your marks, having to perform in your races. I mean... Does anybody here have worse... If you had to choose which is worse for you, the race anxiety or actually like throughout the year training anxiety? I think race anxiety. Yeah, for I know for I know sure. Matt has Matt has talked about his race anxiety before. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I had a problem with it when I was younger. I don't think I have as much of a problem with it anymore, but it's real. I'm still mm-hmm. nervous before every race. Every race. Yep. You at that start line. Even and my what about like a what about turns? one of those like you know Wednesday night you know like not yeah a big yeah deal if you're race. if you're racing four you're, or five times a week Lance still what is your nervous anxiety? on the line? I'm still nervous on the yeah. line. Really? Every Especially time. when you get that because you get on the line and they well, got. You, it's got not, a starter. It's just, yeah, it's just not that. I know the next hour is going to hurt. Yeah. And I know I'm going to have to push through that pain. And so I that, you know, it just makes you nervous. You feel better if you're out in front, yeah. but yep. 
you, hey, you perform know. better if you're a little nervous. That means yes. you care. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. competitors as well, and yeah. we want to do as well as we possibly can. We hate losing. And yeah. the, the, the notion of what Lance just said, you know, having to perform and then like something happening or going sideways or you not being able to get up there where you think you should be. Yeah. There's anxiety that's that's there. Yeah. The other the other thing about race anxiety is if if your whole season is is based around one certain yeah. race. Oh God, welcome to travel. Gentlemen, yeah. <laughs> this, this yeah, is like Ironman Canada yeah. next year. That yeah. is a problem. big focus for both of you next year. Yeah. Yeah. And if if something it, just the anxiety of something going wrong yep. during that race or in the lead up to that race is is you know. See, that's where I I get more I mean, I get some race anxiety, I guess, but no, my mind's all training anxiety. I get like the five, six months out from a race, yeah. I will get very anxious on if I'm not hitting all the numbers I right. like to hit. Well, yeah. if you have and not, and not that I you train, you have to know what your numbers are. Right? <laughs> hey, I've been <laughs> training into a power meter that. lately. <laughs> I'm doing a lot of power meter training lately. That's no, why I'm feeling this right now, where I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. running's not going well. Yeah. my biking isn't that well. It's like I'm starting to feel. The We're crunch. still like way out from the we race. We still have tons yeah. of time, yeah. But it's it is it's definitely stressful. Yeah, it's, it's you know undo, unneeded. And, I, and stress. I've never done a. Oh, I'll tell you what. Talk, talk about Halloween yeah. spooktacular. That's I've never done an Ironman before. Yeah. My first race is going to be on one of the toughest Ironman courses against some pretty fast dudes. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that's true. What about jumping up to the next level, the next category? Yeah, I mean, you're going to be racing pro yeah, next year. Lance got bumped up to, you know, cap yeah, two and exactly. cross. He's um, racing the legit. I mean, that's, yeah, that's it, anxiety. I absolutely have anxiety. Like I will be completely honest on this podcast about, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, Oh yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm good. You know? Yeah. No. I mean, there's a potential, like when right. I race Galveston next year, I mean, I'm going to be lined up against like Ben Canute. Yep. Guys, I mean, like Olympians, like I am no Olympian by any stretch of the yeah. imagination. So, yeah, definitely nerves with that. Yeah. Not yeah. bad nerves. Like I'm excited, but it's nerves. Yeah. Yeah. We might have to come back to this someday and go through oh, this God, list yeah. and talk about this how whole we, list could be separate topics for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like different topics, but we could also talk about how to combat combat these things. Absolutely. Um, number 10 is kind of a funny one. Um, we've got our brains and then we've got our body and sometimes our body doesn't quite cooperate with the brain and you get things like reversals and explosive failures. Lance, you care to elaborate on that one for us? I don't want to crap myself. <laughs> I pooped my pants. I cracked my shorts. <laughs> I, see, so I think you guys are safe because running is where it's at. Yeah. Man. That is, is this where... a fear for cyclists? Well, not it could happen. Not so much. You well, have more stomach distress you, in a running race. Well, yeah, if you bike a lot and you, I've heard of this stuff in cycling, though. Well, I mean, it's it, usually right before the race, and there's uh, like, oh, gotta get, you gotta out, get yeah. to the bathroom, and then about seventy <laughs> other people have the same experience, and you're so, waiting in line. And you're like, oh yep. crap, I got to get uh, to my race. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's the nice thing about a wetsuit is that as long as it's not number two <laughs> before the race, you're like, all right, you're well, fine. Where am I going to go use the restroom? Yeah. Right in the water over there. Yeah. All right, that's a different story. <laughs> or puking? Have you puked on a race? No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've thought I have too, man. In the middle, of, yeah. I've been hammering on the bike and just leaned over and. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Was it nutrition based or just Yeah, it's usually right after I tried to eat something and oh, I'm okay. going too hard. My heart yeah. rate's too high. Yeah. My stomach says, Nope. Nope. Nothing solid and then yeah. here it comes back. Ugh. And then I laugh because it's yeah. so stupid. <laughs> because I've just puked on myself oh, during God. the bike, which is better than crapping myself. <laughs> I would absolutely <laughs> choose the puking over number <laughs> number two, like your day is kinda done at that point. Like I mean, you can continue uh, to race if you want. Good for yeah. you, but that's <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, tough, that's, tough times. That's tough a fear. That would be a very tough. Crap, vascular. You ever puked? Oh yeah, 
I've oh, never yeah. puked. So I, I because think, of training or a race. Oh, well. I thought I thought you were gonna say period. I was like, really? You've never uh, like so never during training puked. No, I can't remember last time. Never during sure training, never during a race. I mean, I felt like I wanted to pass up, but I've never thrown up. Okay. No. Yeah. I My mean, Brandy just puked just like puked. going up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think when I think it's easier to when you're out of shape to make push yourself really hard and make yourself vomit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, and when I was younger, when I was running, I could push myself and yeah, hit a spot. I also the fastest marathon I ever did. I got to the finish line and started throwing up. Uh, really? That's yeah. one heck of oh, a yeah. PR right there. Well, yeah. that was everything your body was going to do. Yeah. yeah. It was whatever. It's I've done it at 400s. Yeah. Doing 400 oh, repeats. yeah. Those are the easiest, right? To yeah. get yeah. yourself where you need yeah, to like be. Like on the third repeat, oh, over on the side, puke, yeah. and run three more. Yeah. Yep. Got to keep I going. I puked during a swim set this last year. <laughs> kind of the grossest <laughs> thing ever. Yeah. I, I was doing like 20 In by 50. Pool? I In got, the pool. Oh, God. Oh, I got towards the end. I like, I like got tunnel vision, and all of a sudden, luckily, I was at the wall. Went over, just puked over the side, like onto the platform. And then I just, I was like, I'm going to clean that up. And I just like went and cleaned it up for him. They brought over, we had to clean it out. Yeah. Well, oh. I got a good puke story. Do you thank you, thank you YMCA story. employees for, for they're, they're good people. For, oh, they're, they're good people at the we YMCA. We're digressing quickly, but we here we go. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm, I'm a scuba diver, right? Uh-huh. I do some scuba diving, but, Did you puke in but, your scuba but I do not, I get seasick really easily. Oh, yeah. So I'm in Hawaii, and we're going out to Molokini Crater on Maui or something where, you know, it's it's you cross this big channel, and I just totally start getting seasick. And we get to the dive site, and I'm like, I'm getting in the water right now, or I'm going to puke. And so yeah. throw all my gear, jump in, drop down to like 40 feet, and sure enough, okay, it's coming. I'm not going to stop it. Oh, my so gosh. <laughs> pull out my regulator, 40 feet underwater, puke everything out I have. Swarm of fish. I was gonna say, chum the water, baby. <laughs> chum the water. Oh, that is All these fish are. And, and I'm like, okay, I put my regulator back in. Realized, okay, not How a do good idea. You puke I- underwater. I know. That's what was that sensation like? It's terrible. I sh- I was supposed to leave my regulator in and puke through it. Because the first thing you do after you puke is you want to get deep back in, and I'm 40 feet underwater. Oh God. But yeah, we had great fish for the rest of that dive. Oh, I, I bet. Felt, hey, Lance, do it again. <laughs> Hepler, go down and puke again. Hey, that's a really oh good idea gosh. for fishing right there. <laughs> okay, sorry. That was that's, that's a That's a great digression. <laughs> diving puke story. That's right. actually amazing that you're still here. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm surprised you didn't die during that. <laughs> All, all right. right, all right. What okay. number were we on? Number nine. Thank God Jake's nine. keeping track of this. <laughs> Equipment failure. This is this is definitely one that probably people would come to mind, right? Like, I'm mm-hmm. scared I'm going to have a flat tire during their whatever, race triathlon, blah, blah, blah. Or I'm scared. I mean, all these things that you can't control. Chain breaks. Chain breaks. <sighs> That's yeah. so, over. so if I was making this list, I know we agreed on nine here. I'd put this as like my number two. Yeah. This this is it's the a, one thing I get anxiety about is jumping on that bike that something bad's going to happen. Yeah. I think it's probably worse for a triathlete because you guys put a lot of eggs yeah. in the basket of like one or one two day. races a, 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 day, yeah. a year. Something goes sideways and you're you're screwed. You just did like 10, 12 months of training for, for that. a flat tire. Well, exactly. yeah, and but the c- most common thing is flat tire, right? Yeah. Yep. And well, you know, I had I had this thing with know. the slamming seat post this uh, the last two seasons, yeah, which did. ruined a couple. And it's tough for me because I'm not going to stop the race, but like. Right. Oh my God, there's no easier way to shoot your quads for the rest of the race than ride 20 miles out of the saddle. Yeah. It was terrible. <laughs> I remember uh, watching Ironman Hawaii about 10 or 12 years ago, and Norman Stadler, who won it once or twice, is an Uber biker from Germany. He was leading the race on the bike, got a flat, 
and he could not get his tubular tire off the rim. He had everything to change the, the, the tire, but he could not get the tubular off the rim. It was just glued on yeah. too well. In he, his defense, that's hard to yeah, get those, oh yeah. especially if you're tired. There's, he, yeah. he lost it. He he picked up his bike, chucked it into the lava field. He was like in tears, screaming, it's all caught right on camera. Yeah. It was that was bad day. You know, leading yeah. Ironman Hawaii and that and that's, type and of that's something that yeah. I've heard some of my triathlon friends talk about that and like that because that's a very popular moment in triathlon. They'll say like, "Oh, what an overreaction!" Or anything. It's like until you you're in that pl- like that is twelve like the number of hours and the time, yeah, the money, everything invested in that, yeah, that's that's an yes. underreaction. Yeah. Like I'm surprised man just didn't snap his bike in half and be like, "I'll pay another ten thousand dollars." I don't care. <laughs> that's well, if I'm in a cycle class, for free. Yeah, if yeah, I'm in a cycle class race and I blow my front wheel, it's like. Eh, there's a race in three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can race again yeah. in three days. Okay, this sucks that at, this ended. At the twilight this... of your Iron Man career, <laughs> right. at your last Kona. Right. Flatting flatting. That is a whole different It's like 20 of... years of training built Just up thinking that. about this makes me nervous for next for next year's <laughs> Iron Man. Because, you know, Evan and I are both thinking about doing I'm getting pre-race Canada. anxiety thinking about Just, this. Yeah, right it's now. like, oh, my gosh, what if I break a pedal? What oh, if? God. It's like you're... Race yeah, is your over. crank arm falls off. That's it. Yeah, the race is over. Yeah, you're not fixing that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, crazy stuff happens. Uh, Insane okay. stuff. Sorry. Halloween. Oh scary. man, spooky times. Crazy spooky, people. spooky. This is, this is a scary <laughs> podcast, people. All right, here's one that should invoke some scary, spooky vibes in you: dropping or losing your nutrition while in a race. I don't. I'm not as scared. As I'm that. terrified. You're terrified of that. Of that? Okay, I'll I'll tell you sort of why I'm terrified of that. I have that, had this happen before. Yeah, that that happened to me a couple of years ago at a 73 in Grand Rapids, and I made the decision to stay with the lead pack and not go back for the nutrition because yeah. I'm you know I'm I'm pretty smart at the age of 24, right? I definitely know what I'm doing. It's <laughs> dumb. I'm an, I'm an idiot. I left two. I dropped two gels in a bottle simultaneously. Ooh, it was cool. incredible. Yeah, it, it was That's almost amazing how I lost <laughs> this. You're trying to hold too much stuff while biking. Guess how many <laughs> calories. I took in for that entire seventy point three. Mm, I'm. You want me to really guess? Take a stab. Like a, I don't know. I'm gonna guess three hundred. I'm Ooh, gonna guess. That's actually really. That's actually five, on the dot, Jake. That's exactly how many I, t- <laughs> I took in. I took in two humas and half a bottle of like oh infinite or whatever yeah. I was taking so at that why time. Did you should have taken in how much? Eight hundred to twelve hundred. Yeah, eight to twelve hundred. So I took in about a fourth of yeah. what I was supposed to. Wow. Made it through the race okay, but well, no, no, did that's you? a lie. I did not. Ma- I started dying that last five k. Yeah, like so really suffering. Why not use like a lot of the stuff that they have on course? I was trying to, but I was trying to stay with the guy that I was running with, and I could only take in coke in small doses. Yeah, no, so coke's not the answer, but no. usually you can find something else. I just the, the the gels are at the end of the table. They're a hard grab at that point. Just not thinking. I was young and just very stupid, racing very dumb. I can yeah. do okay. this. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I mean, yeah. yeah, I was like, I "This will be fine." The whole race, mile ten comes. This is still okay. Now it's not okay. <laughs> I think for an Ironman, I kind of overpack on nutrition stuff, yeah. and so you know, you lose something or whatever it is, you just grab whatever nutrition yeah. is available for you know, race day nutrition. Yeah. So they'll have Gatorade Endurance or yeah. whatever else they've got. That's Jake, another didn't one that you drop me. a bottle mid race or lose a oh, bottle? Yeah, yeah this year at, at Kings Valley. Yeah. I, um, first lap into the the three lap course of about 60 miles ish i kicked a bottle out of my bottle cage because my foot came out of the pedal the the cleat oh. brand new cleat somehow came depleted and it booted the, the bottle and it flew off to the side as i was trying to put an attack on the climb and yeah i 
pretty much had to do that whole race with one bottle and that sucked because I cramped. You cramped. Yeah. yeah. Well, I you remember cramping that. issues yeah. prior to that. So yeah. you needed those electrolytes. Oh yeah. Those were like, and then do you think, um, some of those new cleats maybe slip out easier than the ones that have, have a little bit of wear on them? You know what? I, I, who knows beforehand, I would have said no. Now I think that that's plausible that that could be a, a thing. I mean, it was a touch wet out there too. So sometimes that can kind of skew things a little bit, but, yeah. um, I'm just yeah. thinking of like you get a little bit of the scuff on the pedal on the cleats. Yep. And maybe they stick That's a little bit better. better. Yeah. Know. Does everybody me. here write a uh what does everybody write here? I read speed plays. Anybody else do, do really? speed plays? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. I, I love speed, speed plays. Play. I think oh. they're the best. I love them. Yeah. Well, okay, I'm gonna be on biased. I've, I've only ever ridden speed play. <laughs> I ride the, the look Kios, which okay, is basically yeah. the same setup as the Garmin Vector, and that's yeah. what I switched over to was the Vector. I tried the uh, Speed Plays for about a year, and I hated them. Really? Yep. What'd you not like about them? What'd you say? I just uh, getting in and out of them is more of a hassle, um, and I actually developed some knee pain. So and okay. then I went to and basically it's Expedo. Yeah, they're the same thing basically as a look Kio, and then uh, jumped over to look Kio, then to Garmin, and yep. all through all three of those iterations, yeah. I have had zero problems. So when when I was riding this last week, and I was on my buddy's uh, bike, and he wears the same size shoe as me, so I was riding SBDs for the first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. how do you like? I never ridden SBDs before. Hated them because I could not get in and out of them. I mean, like yeah, I was yes, able to. Not used to it. But yeah. I was so slow getting in and out of those. Yeah. And I think it's just whatever you get used, used to it. is what you yeah. like. The mo- like, like speed plays for me, I don't even have to think about getting yeah. into a speed play. Well, and it's so the look. Yeah. The look cleat is a little bit smaller, and usually okay. the way that they're balanced, um, the, the the back end of the pedal will droop down, and it'll leave the the oh, front clip in nice. part exposed right so that when you slide your foot up in there it, it hits that spot where it goes in and you just step down and it's a real quick simple process so i, I okay. think that those are uh, yeah i ride look garmin vector it's good yeah hmm. i've been on those for a long time i've considered speed play because a lot of the triathletes you know they seem to be popular in nerd, nerd style yeah yeah it's supposed to reach to be, his own yeah yep. it's maybe exactly. more aerodynamic don't right, know maybe let's move on to the next one um let's see here I was going to come back and say something on that last one, but I'll just let it slide. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Missing the break at number seven. This is not a huge fear for me on my triathlons. (laughs) (laughs) No, but in bike races, I I don't think it's my biggest fear. Only, you know, thinking of like you guys, you guys race a little bit more competitively on the bike than I do. So it's probably a little, this bit is more a big a Jake fear. and Lance fear. I know. Yeah. 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 Well, especially for Jake, this last road season with how dominant you were, I mean, there were you really have teams planning around getting breaks away without you in them. Yeah. So we're, you're kind of on your toes that other teams. Yeah, yeah. You're kind of anxious that entire time waiting for some move to go. Yeah. But for the most part, before I got moved up to cat two, mm-hmm. I knew that with the teammates that I had out there, that right. anything that anybody was going to try, we could answer that. Yeah. And okay. Not for nothing, but we were more the protagonist than anybody else. Right. Then, yes. I di- then I got bumped up to cat two and then I had to go out and race with the P one twos. Then I was the only person out there and yeah. there's all the teams and the tactics going down there. I, I had a much greater fear at that level of missing the break. Of because, missing the big move, yeah. Because yeah. if like three or four or five guys got off, I mean, I'm not going to be able to reel those guys back in. And if anything, mm-hmm. they're just going to put me up front to use me to get back up to them and I'm not going to yeah. be able to answer that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Until I get some more people and will A, get healthy and be able to race at that level again and B, gets more people racing up there with me. I mean, I've got friends that got moved up as well, but they're on other teams. They're not going to help me. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's going to be a fear of mine for the, the races once I get back out there and I can start racing again of missing the break. It's going to yeah. suck if it happens. We got this guy over here who probably can help you out at some point. I think yeah. his name is Lance. Seriously, goes by Lance Romance. I think he does. Yeah. I'm a cat five. 
Are you still seriously still a cat five on the road? Hey, Lance, we can race together. Yeah. You want to pull me? Yeah, let's go. Awesome. You guys are seriously going to be in the same category next year, huh? You guys should actually do a road race together. We can have a really fun podcast about that. Yeah. Lance, you're going to destroy those poor guys in the four fives. It's not even no. Be fun he's got to watch out for me, man. Nice. What are you talking about? <laughs> I need, Destroy those guys. I need you to upgrade in like two races so that we can race together. Because I'm only doing a couple road races this year in the spring, and I need you to be there. You so. could probably <laughs> ask to bounce yourself up. I probably good. Uh, you can't. You have to in the road. You have, you have to, to earn the points. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Okay. I'll race five. Did you do? <laughs> any, you didn't do any road racing this year, did you? At all? Nope. You yeah. should just go from the gun. Uh, all I did was the the PIR races, and those points. Don't count. count mildly count. Yeah. We got to do yeah. under over unders on gaps for when for wins for Lance yeah. this year. Well, how do you want to play that? Do you want to just go from the gun? I mean, you really could go anytime you want. I don't know. So there's always stronger people there in are. there than yeah. you there think. are. There's some L- good last people year there. when you well, had yeah, there's always those the likes of Chris Hamill and Sean Martin. Yeah, and we sent them off. Well, we had the big huge team presence out there, at dirty circles, and we talked about this earlier in the year, but. We had guys that we were sending off in pairs and just attacking, and then the whole group would chase them down. And then finally, they sent uh, Chris and Sean together, and they jumped the field. And I think they won by like you know, two or three minutes. It stuck. It yeah. stuck. But yeah. you and Matt could do that kind of stuff this year. And we're gonna have a bunch of people. Let's and not go throwing me under the bus here. <laughs> hey, yeah. Matt, just sit on. on this wheel. I, gotta, I gotta hang out with you and on the uh, Zwift trainer and get a little bit <laughs> more fitness. This is not. I am not in a good place right now. But, oh, this will uh, be fun. I'm. I'm, this, I'm yeah, seriously no, we'll looking have forward fun. to this. So yeah. We'll All right. Number six is kind of like what we just talked about. It's just getting dropped. This yeah. is a way bigger fear for this, me. This than it's a different fear than missing the break. It's <laughs> yeah. a very different fear. Yeah. It's, it's know, a real fear. For yeah, sure. yeah. Getting dropped is way worse than missing the break because you miss the break. Sometimes the field will pull the break back and you'll be okay. You get dropped. And you're on your own. Yeah, you are very on your own. And there's no getting back. Unless you know, very difficult. Unless somehow your legs Some come back. Some superhuman guy or the race gets neutralized up there and you can yes. catch him and you're, you're not coming back. <laughs> this is that. this is the amazing thing to me about pro racing too is when you look at, so late in those races, when you have a guy get a flat in like the last, let's say, 20 or 40K of some of these like, you know, uh, flat races that lead to a sprint finish, that peloton is moving at what, yeah. 27, 28 miles yeah. an hour? These guys will get a flat, change the flat, and somehow bridge that gap, which means they're time trialing at like 30 miles an hour they're for like five to 10 minutes. They're also using the team cars, and they'll have yes. teammates <laughs> that come back to them and help them out. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah, it's it's pretty incredible sitting behind a car how much of a draft you can get. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they're, you know, if they're actually watching for that, which I know they don't always, like that's a, new, that's a crazy gap to try and fill there. Just I, to make a point, I'm sorry, Lance, to step on your toe, just to make a point to that point about yeah. using the cars, how many of you guys have a KOM because you sat on some sort of vehicle? Uh, I have a dozen. <laughs> uh, I practice integrity with Strava, so I do that. <laughs> Sorry, that's going to be just up on your show. So what were you going to say, bud? I've, I've been dropped on so many races and like, why did I come out here today? Yeah, you're you like, know, I can bike by myself I anytime I want. I by myself and it wouldn't cost me 40 bucks to come do this race because yeah. I just got dropped. That's happened to me. Yeah. A lot, yeah. so it's not going to happen this year, my friend. Fear. I've got a, I've got. This is a non-cycling getting dropped. I absolutely have a terrifying fear of not making the even the main swim backpack this year. <laughs> I have a real yeah. fear of that right now. <laughs> yeah, well, you're gonna you're gonna have a hard time. I think that's why I'm just spending way too much time in the pool. So yeah, it, I mean, yeah. but you'll be fine. Like it's. There, 
keep keep in mind that triathlon is a bit of an individual sport. You're time trialing on the bike. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, you're supposed to be time trialing by yourself on the bike. I think so you should we'll get Lance own. one of those special scuba gears. That there we go. Yeah. Doesn't the water, the bubbles don't come up, you know? Yes. It hides <laughs> them all. Like and, then, and then we'll but get him one of those little things that he can hold on to with a little propeller on I'm it. I'm just going to give you a little tow leash. <laughs> and he'll just be down there just cruising along. And like all of a sudden, Evan's like, like hydroplaning on the top like, of the water. Oh my gosh. Evan just swam a 16 minute 2K. That's incredible. You can't puke in a rebreather, though. Can't use that. Can't use that. It's no good for Lance. I'd have to swim out from the shore. I could. Yeah. It's a whole lot easier to puke in the open water than the pool, too. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, just, it's much more appropriate there. Oh, geez. Any more getting dropped stories, guys? I have a hundred of them, but I'm not going to tell anymore. There's nothing more embarrassing than like the group ride. Like the group ride getting dropped. I know that's a fear, but like for, for any like beginners listening, that is something like everybody at this table has gone through that, right? Like yeah. the group yes. ride get dropped. Like you're early on. I think I went, I, I still remember we went on a ride and. Uh, this was in Dayton, Ohio, on this hilly course that we had, which at that time might as well have been climbing Mount Rainier to me. It was probably like 4,000 feet of climbing. I got dropped so hard on that. The guys who came back with me decided to leave me. Like, I was that bad. There's like, <laughs> you're a good kid. Like, go ahead. That's it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good times. And I said I was only going to say that one more time. That's right. true. There you go. That's a spooky. Yeah. All right. That's a filler word for when it gets Scary spooky. stuff. Exactly. I'm scared. Shaking in my boots. Number five, race pain this one i can associate with because man sometimes does it hurt and the anxiety of knowing that you're going to hurt like lance already alluded to earlier that one that one sucks yeah that is that is definitely a fear for people getting into racing or riding whatnot well and it's gonna hurt it's a legit fear too where you're like i'm gonna go run a 10k and hurt hard for 40 50 minutes whatever their times are whatever it is they're like no no thank you yeah uh yeah i yeah i'm some of us probably don't you know, when you're, when you're thinking about a cyclocross race and you know, it's going to hurt for 45 minutes or whatever it is, like yeah. you're probably okay with it in some regards. Right. Cause you do it three times a week. Right. But, but I still, when I line up on that start line, I'm like, no, it's going to hurt. This is going to hurt. Yeah. But yeah. here we go. It's also what draws me to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's a, it's, it's a, you're a masochist. It's a good pain. Yes. yes. Well, I mean, so, <laughs> yes, sure. so think about that post race feeling. I mean, that's a flood of endorphins. And Correct. the reason that's a flood of endorphins is because your body's pretty, I mean, without getting too into the woods with, you know, all, all that and like neurophys stuff, you're basically, your body's happy. You're not hurting anymore. Right. So it floods it with endorphins. Yes. And you're like, oh, exactly that's why that end of the race like nobody's ever gotten to the end of a really hard race and been like i feel terrible right now you do but you feel happy at the same time a little bit elated yes yes (laughs) i can definitely speak to what lance just said there but i almost thrive off of that which is kind of a weird thing Mm -hmm. because because you're you're not not supposed to but (laughs) for me it's like all right i know it's gonna hurt and you know what i know everybody else knows it's gonna hurt as well i like to be able to hurt a little bit more than your average guy i like to be able to hurt a little bit more than the guys that are going to be right up there with me and see who can last a little bit longer and i almost kind of feed off of that yeah the part that bothers me is when that basically rolls into like something like a body cramp or a cramp in your Mm -hmm. calf or your hamstring right that for me is much worse than the the fear of knowing that something's going to hurt because i'll I'll go lay it down you know i've done stp we've hammered that whole thing finished in nine and a half hours 206 miles that hurt but you know what it was fun it might take a day or two before you want to do it again but um it's just a a weird paradigm that that i enjoy suffering a little bit more than the, the next guy yeah it's a good little like paradigm for life too I mean, really, yeah. it is like it's it's a good little training practice to do for life. Yeah, 
That's why like even people love to do this sport recreationally, which I'm all for. Even just jumping into a couple races just to experience that yep. is fun. I mean, really, like I think I've been telling you guys, my, my dad has been uh, racing cyclocross this year and has been racing every weekend over the last couple months. That's awesome. Wow. And he's, I mean, I'll tell you, he's finishing dead last or close to it each race. But he, every single time he, we talk on the phone, he tells me, you know, what he did, what he could do better. And he's getting better every race. And he says it hurts each time he goes out there, <laughs> but I love seeing that he's going out there getting last and hurting every single time, but getting through the race. So yeah. Endurance sports are about pain management. Yeah. yeah. How much pain can you manage? Yeah. <laughs> How much yeah. pain can you take? It's a great metaphor for yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Same yeah. thing with yeah. Success, comfort with the uncomfortable or life, yeah. or whatever you yeah. you've got to be able to suffer for the reward. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. nobody's yeah. made it through like very successfully in life and achieved a bunch of things and been like, yeah, that was pretty comfortable. Yeah, yeah pretty you know, easy. never never really had an early morning. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's fun finding that that threshold of what the difference between like suffering and being in pain and failure. Like when yeah. your body just goes into complete failure, yeah, it's like and you can't do anything else like you know you put it all out there and that's a, that's kind of fun to find that sometimes even though that really hurts but yeah. it's just kind of a, a weird thing that we all like to do to ourselves yeah. which yeah. leads us to our next one in our list number four which is a very different kind of pain which is a very fearful an overuse injury or just yeah. injuries yeah in general oh, yeah. <laughs> talking I, about walking that line carefully uh, when we're talking about the that's, overuse that's yeah the, that's the thing is like yeah, you put me in an hour race and mm-hmm. ask me to hurt. That's fine. No problem. And then it's like, uh-oh, something cramped. Uh-oh, like something went wrong in the engine. Like, that's not good. Like, yep. I'm okay with working the engine hard. And, you know, we can yeah. go to the vomit stage, the crying <laughs> stage, whatever. Yeah. Those are all o- okay. The as soon as the stage. The crapping your pants <laughs> yeah. stage. Something, yeah. The dumping but, stage. But, <laughs> but, you know, you have a stress fracture or yep. you have, you know, cramping, a muscle cramp where you're like, oh, damn, the engine's going to stop. Yeah. Like, this is not good. That's how I ended up in cycling was yeah. too many overuse injuries from just flogging my body in right. endurance sports or in sprint power sports for years. That's how I ended up in cycling. Yeah. So. Hey, you got to remind yourself too. It's not if, but when you're going to injure yourself, it's yes. just going to happen. If you're going to participate in right. these sports, mm-hmm. it's something to some degree is going to happen and you've got to learn how to get yeah. through it. And this is, this is where it. like as a PT, it's, it's really hard to, to have this conversation with endurance athletes because I see, so I treat the gauntlet of people, you know, I treat your typical, very sedentary chronic pain patient. And then probably 50% of my caseload now is endurance athletes. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of, I'm going from one spectrum to the other there, but I've realized there's actually some similarities between how they approach pain, but it's from a different spectrum. So your, your marathon runner is terrified of an injury because it's going to take away something that they enjoy. Your chronic pain patient is just scared of hurting. Mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a whole different world and mindset to get into because the chronic pain patient, I just have to convince them that pain isn't the end of the world. Mm-hmm. The endurance athlete is well acquainted with pain right. on a regular basis and is fine with it. But I have to convince them that especially people really getting the sports who maybe haven't run at the level that Matt has, they, they need to understand that running is by its nature pain. Running is very, I mean, Ellie Kipchoge has a great quote about how running is life, but that's a really deep quote. You know, endurance sports is life. You're not going to go through a whole season and be like, yep, never, never once never hurt. hurt. Nothing yeah. hurt. No, Achilles <laughs> were fine. Yeah, knees were fine. Right. Hips were fine. Back felt great the entire time. There's going to be what I've, I've been trying to reframe that to my patients and not call it injuries and call it, this is your tissue tolerance, period. Now, there hits a point where it's an injury. 
Like, I'm not going to argue that a stress fracture is you went over that line. You went over that line a couple too many times. Yeah. But there's definitely this process that your body has to develop, even for your elite athletes, that it has to go through that process each season, each cycle of training. And it's something that I think endurance athletes are all scared of because it's going to take away what you love, which is riding a bicycle, running fast, swimming, everything yeah. like that. Yeah. It's the fear of taking that away from you. Yeah. Definitely a real fear. Jake was saying earlier, like, hey, this is going to happen if you do it. Next one on our list is number three, which is a bike crash. If you do this sport long enough. Odds are. If you have not crashed yet. (laughs) You're the luckiest human being alive. You are going to. If you haven't crashed, you're not trying hard enough. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I've had a few in my day. How many have you had, Jake? How many have you had? Like serious bike crashes? Um, Well... I'm not going to say this last one was a bike crash when I got hit by the car. That's a whole separate thing, but yeah. um, not too many that were bad. I mean, I had, okay. I had, a, I've said it before on the podcast before when I broke my hip, the, the femoral mm-hmm. neck in my hip um, had a deer come out in the trail and she went one way and I tried to go another and, and that way was down, <laughs> landed on a rock and broke my hip. I mean, that was a, a pretty good crash, but I haven't had any like true, like really like bad yard sale crashes. Um, Mm -hmm. well there was the cherry pie road race. Uh, that was a pretty bad crash. That was, that was probably up there. Um, that was mostly a road rash crash though, right? Yeah. I, I had problems and yeah, I banged your head. Yeah. Well, no, actually I, I, my helmet was spotless after that. Oh, I, so it was the hip. I I do remember you. It was my hip and my back and ribs. There was a lot of stuff. Ribs were hurt. Yeah. I had to go in and get some x-rays to make sure that nothing was broken. And it just was a long healing process. And by long, that was a short healing process compared (laughs) Compared to what I'm at now, comparatively speaking. Um, but yeah, those are probably the worst ones for me, but what about you guys? You know, um, I have never had a serious crash on a road bike. Knock on wood. Yes. (laughs) You know, and it used to, it used to freak me out that yeah. okay, I've ridden so much, I've done, I've done so many miles, I take a lot of chances, yeah, and I've never had like a serious crash. I've crashed several times, yeah, but nothing. It's always just skin, yeah. I've never injured something. Yeah. I've just lost skin. Yeah, I think of like going down and crashing is almost two different things. I've had like a little go down. Uh, we were riding with a, a group of some local cyclists and we were over on the burnt bridge Creek trail and there's like a little bridge yeah, crossing I remember this. and, um, there was like a big branch sticking out over the, the, the bridge and kind of came off the, the little tacky, like it's almost like a grip tape that they yeah, put on yeah. there and hit the wood. Oh my gosh. He hit that wood and it was like ice, like someone poured Vaseline all over ice and just like slide instantly, instantly went down yeah. and like all of us just piled up on top of each other. So there was nowhere to go. And I, and another time over at the, the fallen leaf lake, you come down those switchbacks yeah. and then there's mm-hmm. the little bridges that, that are yep. kind of on the flat spot. Again, winter time, it's all like snotty and I was over there riding because the, the other trails were kind of closed and that one's kind of okay to ride on hit the the wood on those things and the bike just went right out from underneath yeah. me like straight yep. down to the ground of like you know that Ouch. sucked <laughs> so yeah that's i think those like especially around here those like winter when the road is pretty wet like yeah. sliding out is a pretty common crash yeah. around yeah. yeah right now with all of the leaves falling on the uh, ground yeah. that stuff is like slippery as all get out yesterday yeah. i was biking butt. so slow down the hill <laughs> on oh, my yeah. little you know <laughs> right. i was like People, if Jake pulls up, I was scared you were going to drive behind me and just laugh at me. I was going like <laughs> riding five the brakes. miles an yeah. hour, riding the brakes, because there was like wet leaves down. It was kind of one of those yeah. things where it was like, it was in between rain showers, so the, the road was just wet and ready for 
slick. I had a very different descent on that same day. I was going down a gravel descent. It yeah. was very dry. Same fear dry. though. Definitely so, with that gravel descent, I'm yes. holding on for dear life. The, the bike <laughs> crash is a real fear. Now on this podcast, number two, I don't know if this is a real fear or not, open water swimming. <laughs> Why are people freaked out from open water swimming? Is it because this it's is sharks? Uh, no, no, no. Is it shark, shark fear? Shark attacks are real. Loch, <laughs> Loch Ness I have, monster. I have a couple people listening to this that know what my yeah. great fear with open water swimming is. I'm terrified of sea lions. Oh. I have a very real fear of sea lions. I, have, I do, I do yeah. not have a fear of sea lions. I have I have a group text of friends who will send me pictures of sea lions all the <laughs> time. Oh, leading, it, it's on. Leading now, up, yeah. I'm gonna get my Facebook. I get bombarded with sea lion oh, pictures man. now. I so leading up to Santa Cruz, oh, 73. Geez. I did not know this right before the race. That pier in the middle yeah. that you swim around sea is lion. inundated with sea lions. Oh, my gosh. All sea lions How did all you hang out. I didn't know that they were there Ignorance is bliss. until after the race. Now, the fun thing is going into this next year, I'm going to be doing that race again, oh, and no. I now definitely know no. that those sea lions are there. Are have, you, uh, have you guys seen those things hunt? They're incredible. They swim at any... They're so fast, and they're sneaky. So like when they come up, to, they're not like the sharks I'll stalk behind you to get you. They apparently come up from underneath <laughs> to get that not prey, helping your situation. Which is terrifying. <laughs> Uh, that's just something you hear about in the news all the time. Swimmers getting eaten by sea lions. Uh, Especially a pack of in San Francisco Never. this last year, there were more sea lion attacks than shark attacks. Oh my god! Really? Mark it down. I'm not making that up. Oh my god! Yeah. I've never are, heard of a single human being. I'm not making this up. You know what's really crazy? Everybody fact check me nightmare. on this. <laughs> Fawn Leaf Lake is about a quarter mile long, and there's about um, 400 sea lions. Oh in my that, god! In that, <laughs> in that it's lake. Like well, I'm 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 gonna swim across the Columbia this this next season, and all my friends at work are now told me like you know sea lions come up that river <laughs> and they're gonna get you <laughs> and they're gonna they're looking for evan <laughs> which one's evan which one's they're evan? hungry when they come up that uh, river you know yeah so they're up there to hunt all the piranha right to- yeah <laughs> at least with the shark like i know what the shark's gonna do i'm not scared of the shark yeah. the shark will come and if it gets my leg i'm dead there's no way i'm surviving that the there, sea lion though. there's so many open water <laughs> open water swimmers that that have kind of like just like evan like unrealistically crazy fears very realistically crazy fears (laughs) sure buddy uh but like you know there's women in a lake and they're like i'm scared of sharks like they're like you get in the water and you're it's like irrational thoughts start to come around right not being able to see the bottom yeah bottom not being able to water not being real clear but that 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 is why i love open water swimming it's the same idea we talked about that race you know you're about to overcome like a big pain fear Open water swimming to me is that same way. Like once you get out of that water, you like overcame being in an area where humans definitely aren't at an advantage. The fastest human being in the world is probably is the slowest thing in the water, period. So you remember that thing that you're going to tow Evan? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to dress you up. We're going to dress you up in a sea lion. Yes. And then you could you wouldn't the even, crap out of him. You wouldn't even need to tow me. I would just swim fast <laughs> enough to stay with the group then at that point. Exactly. You just chase him. Sit back there. Ar, 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 ar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we right. move on? <laughs> Open water I'm, I'm nice and scared. Now we can move on. <laughs> yeah. Gee, what could number one be? Mm. Oh, I don't even want to say this one. Anybody ever been hit by a car before? Uh, this is the big fear, right? <laughs> like we put radars on the back of our bikes. We do crazy stuff. Light ourselves up like Christmas trees. Yeah. We do all these things. We, you know, smile and wave when we really want to curse them out. But... Getting hit by a car, the biggest fear on the list. Number one. Yep. I'd agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. 
Uh, Jake, I've gone, I've gone by that spot that you got hit now twice on rides with uh, Dustin and David. Uh We point out each time we are so incredibly careful going by that spot now, but it's, it's eerie when you know that that sort of stuff has happened in certain locations and just, yeah, I, uh, I still haven't been over there. I still have no memory of it and it's, I still need to go back there and just see it just to kind of get over that. Yeah. I think though, I'm going to wait for the first time that to be me on a bike as opposed to being out there going in the car. Back, yeah. Just go back and do it. But yeah. I'm still waiting though for somebody to tell me like, hey, I found your Oakleys in the bushes. Like if you're looking for a nice pair I of Oakleys. I stop by there. Yeah. <laughs> they're over there. I'm telling you. Go <laughs> the find them somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. Might be we, in a Blackbird bush, but hey, they're there. Yeah. yeah. Our our, uh, our Saturday Masters ride specifically avoided that section. <laughs> like, hey, aren't we going this way? No, we're not going that Never way. Never again. <laughs> we're yeah. going this way. All right. Wait, Sean was on that ride too, right? He was. Yeah. 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 All righty. Yeah. yeah, that's the number one Halloween fear right now. Okay. But, Does I mean, I don't know. Like, how do we... We've talked about this on this podcast so much. Like, because this isn't one of those fears you can just brush off and say, like, all right, no, you know, just... real. Just do... Like... The sea lion fear is ridiculous. I'll know. Like, that is ridiculous yeah. me to be scared. But, like, this is a very real, real yeah. fear. Yeah. yeah. For a lot of cyclists so now, Evan's going to be having nightmares tonight of sea lions so driving cars, <laughs> hitting him so while he's doing it. <laughs> That's my greatest fear is getting hit by a sea lion driving a car. <laughs> my nightmare is going to be puking through the scuba regulator. <laughs> After he pooped his pants. After I there grabbed you go. my pants. Matt, what is your nightmare going to be tonight? All of these. <laughs> it's not going to be a good night tonight of sleep. Dropping sure. nutrition. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's carry on with our spooky theme. Our next topic is times you've been spooked while on a ride, run, or a swim. People have been chased by dogs here. Everybody here has been chased by oh, a dog yeah. right, on the bike. Yeah. Matt, don't you have a story where you got chased by a dog running? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That is much worse. <laughs> that yeah, is yeah. terrifying. Well, no, that <laughs> happens. if So... If you grow up running in Alabama in the country, <laughs> you like, and so, so we're talking, you know, anyone that listens to this podcast that, that runs in the country is going to have yeah. a dog chasing. Eight Ohio, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I grew to learn like, here's what you do. You pick up a stick, you pick up a you know rock or whatever it is mm-hmm. and you face the dog that's chasing you and they'll usually back down when they don't. Yeah, you're in for you're, a, you're in for a round. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if you're going to remember this, Matt, but the yeah. very first time, or one of the very first times that you and I rode together, it might have been the first time. You, myself, and Corey Duncan, we yeah, were coming time, yeah. down Gibson onto Evergreen, okay. um, in the Washougal area. For all those that are listening along here yeah. and want to know geographically where we're at, but anyway, we're coming down, and I heard this dog. This burp, 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 and yeah. I was, I think, I was on the front on point, and you might have been like a bike length or two. I think actually it was like me, then Corey, then you, okay. and the dog came running out from a house on Evergreen. And I remember you so just, scary. you just like, were, oh my God, that was so close. Like the dog came pretty close to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had, there was, I've had a couple run-ins with dogs yeah. for sure. And the, I think, you know, like if you can think about it to get to the water bottle and squirt it with water, that'll stun them. The squirt is, for is sure. usually a pretty good move. Yeah. But I mean, you just, that's it's actually a good, I never really thought of that. That's a good one. Well, yeah. or throw your water bottle right at them and just let we, go, let we go of that We used to have bottle. to go with, um, there was this climb we used to do in Ohio. And at the end of the climb, there was this house where this dog, I think people had even gone up and asked the woman, like, you yep. need to get an electrical fence. This dog would chase every single cyclist coming up this climb. And this was a very popular climb to do in the area. And we would always get our water bottles ready. It was either that yeah. or you had to sprint. So it was like a four, six percent maybe end of this climb. Uh-huh. And I mean, there were a couple of times you're putting out four or 500 watts for a good two minutes to stare, try and stay away from this dog. And, you know, you're like trying to reach for your bottle to squirt him. And I don't know if he was actually ever going to attack us, but he sure looked like he was like well, willing just, to go at it. It's just the yeah. getting tangled in the bike 
fear. Yeah. Like if we're, when you're going downhill, yeah, it's well, there was one of the triathletes that, you know, there's, there's a hill in somewhere where we ride just basically up North of here. And it was like this big downhill and some dog came out, grabbed her wheel and she went down going, you know, 30 miles yeah. an hour or whatever. Who was that? It wasn't Darby. Was it? There was one of our triathlete friends. I don't uh, a couple know. years back, but it's a serious fear. You can oh yeah, get some bad injuries for sure. Or we did a team ride out in the like near the Dells last year. Remember when we had it was like fourteen or fifteen sure. of us. Yeah, yeah. And we got to the uh, was the seven mile climb. I got dropped on that climb. <laughs> well, we were coming. This, this was two, this this was two fears. fears. That's all I remember. Got dropped, chased getting by dropped. a dog. <laughs> 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 getting dropped. We did the gravel <laughs> climb that that was a part of the Gorge Bay race that was yeah. out there, and you got we then we hung a right once that ended and we went up to the very top of that climb and then there's a long descent i think they call it like seven mile climb but oh, we yeah, went yeah. down we went that. down it and there was a bunch of like hipster looking dudes that I were remember. up there and they were they descended before us and we just got on it coming down and we caught every single one of those guys and i remember coming down that road at about 40 miles an hour and i was catching the last guy and i just overtaken him and there was a little house off to the right and this little dog came jetting out and that dog like by like an inch or two missed his wheel and like yeah it, it, he screamed and i screamed and like there was explicatives and and everybody was like oh my god we almost just went down right there because of a stupid like little dachshund wiener dog right. looking thing getting out that scared the bejesus out of both of us it's like what do you do if a little dog runs out if, or a dog in general and you're going 40 miles an hour on your bike i mean if, if you going, live on a house in, on a road that is not like residential 25 mile an hour road and you have a dog that just randomly runs away from your house all yeah. the time like use half a brain cell and get an electric fence or put the dog inside or bring him outside on a leash. Yeah. Like how stupid are you as a dog owner? Yeah. The only thing that I could think of after I was like, could I have bunny hopped it? <laughs> would I have cleared it? <laughs> that would have been the coolest hour. story ever. That would have been the best what story. What would Peter Sagan do? Yeah. <laughs> he would wheelie over him. <laughs> you know, I usually turn into them uh-huh. and then they will slow okay. down or like adjust their trajectory yeah and then sprint away yeah see lance that's for people with quick reaction time now (laughs) see with me all i see is oh dog and he's gone now there you go if you're going downhill going 40 you've got nothing yeah yeah has anybody had so this is a wild so you you've all i'm sure seen the photos of when a squirrel run through the spokes what happens to the squirrel and it flips you over the bike and yeah terrible things i had a squirrel once then no why this was back in ohio this thing ran through my spokes fast enough to where it was just like no a way. clip. It was just like, <laughs> like I, you just heard a ring. It was like like a ring Sheesh. of the spoke. Yeah, it was that noise. Oh my gosh. Scared. Like I didn't even have time to be scared. It was like 30 seconds later I realized what happened. I was like, oh my God. So <laughs> was, squirrel mitosis? Squirrel yes. mitosis? Yes. Now two cells? <laughs> I, think, I think he survived. I'm pretty sure. I mean, the guy, oh. he, I, it's amazing that squirrel left with his life and me because he, he would have sent me straight over the handlebars. Yeah. But I've never hit anything on my bike that was alive. On my road bike, mind you. On my mountain bike, that's a different story. Oh, yeah. I hit, well, I almost hit the deer. <laughs> I narrowly missed her. She missed me, whatever. But I've hit um, birds. Uh-huh. I've hit squirrels and rabbits, chipmunks, and I've, I've hit snakes before. And, oh, snow. yeah. <laughs> like, well, bunny hopped some pretty big uh, yeah. rattlesnakes. That was pretty common down in Southern California. Yeah. And most of them are like, you know, just like your average size snake. I've run over some of the ones that are like as big as like a, a man's bicep. Those ones yeah. scare the crap out of you for some reason. They're just massive. Do they have enough reaction time? I mean, are they fast enough to like if they're jump not, at if you? If they're not coiled, you're, 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 you're safe. Um, okay. I've come around a couple of times and that's usually when you grab all kinds of brakes or if you can't stop, then you just hammer it and you bunny hop them and you pray that they don't come after you. Oh. <laughs> well, a lot of times they're, they're using the trail to get sun, right? So they're yeah. going to stretch out on the trail, 
which makes him perfect for bunny hopping. Yeah. <laughs> which <laughs> makes him perfect. No, I mean, so like I've jumped, yeah. I've jumped a lot of snakes running because yeah. you're running, if you're coming downhill or whatever and you're going six minute pace, you know, yeah. you can, you, come, six, you can come up on Does that six quickly. minute pace become like 520 pretty quick right after that? <laughs> no, because it's all you need to do is get five Past feet him. away. Like it's just like one big bound. Yeah. yeah. Be like, and then you're yelling to your buddies, oh, bleep, 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 like yep. snake. Well, that <laughs> was snake. one of my very first interactions with the snake was that. Um, I was, we were coming down some switchback trails in Aliso uh, Woods down in California. Yep. And I was in front of my buddy and I thought he was right behind me and um, like you know, 10 seconds or something like that. So I came down and this snake was actually sprawled out just like Matt said and I bunny hopped him and he was one of those big dogs. And then as soon as I did that, that pissed him off and then he curled up right up. in the middle yeah. of the sign and I was scared as hell that my friend was going to yeah. come around and this thing was going to strike him because i mean this was a big diamond head rattlesnake and it's oh, like yeah uh, so i'm screaming jay jay you be careful and like it turns out jason crashed in the bushes and so he was like two or three minutes <laughs> i was able to get his attention and, like Pre-crash. he came down i'm like stop and we're getting sticks and we're poking him off the trail and he it's, finally got around it's and all, the second all's person well. through it yeah, yeah yeah so because yeah. i pissed him off and i didn't want jason to get bit so yeah yeah Fun. All right, snakes. Back to snake talk. Spooky, spooky stories. Spooky snake talk. Any spooky swims? Any? Oh, Um, I saw a a snake on top of the water at at Fallen Fallen Leaf Lake when swimming there. Like a moccasin kind of thing, or I I don't know that. I don't feel like this area has a lot of moccasin, but it was a snake on top of the water. So I don't know what it was. Uh, But uh, and it, it was right where we like start our swims. That was a little spooky. A little. I think it was Halloween evening. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and oh it was gosh. being held by a sea lion. Have <laughs> <laughs> you heard of the canvas? This is a, I've never even had a run in with a sea lion. That's the thing. I've, the evil witch my, was riding. My only a sea run-ins lion. with sea lions was when I went to Astoria and got to see them yeah. hanging out. Which okay. those are cool sea lions. Nightmare Pause real though. quick. Yeah. Why sea lions, dude? What is it about a sea lion that scares you? <laughs> There's so okay. I'll, I I will explain this fear. So <laughs> this and this is not a fear that ever keeps me from doing something, but it's something that actually I really but it do started think somewhere. about. I really do think about now. Yeah. So when we were, the this starts with a uh, story that my buddy had told when we were back in Ohio. I think he was swimming. It was either Tennessee or the Ohio River. I can't remember. And he saw an alligator gale. While he was swimming, mm-hmm. this is his story. People don't believe him because alligator gales really generally aren't it's like that a region. fish that looks a little bit like an alligator. Yeah, right? yeah. They're, they're actually kind of a terrifying fish to look yeah. at. It's basically like if a fish grew an alligator head is what it looks yeah. like, and they can get pretty big. They yep. they can get very big actually. And he said he was swimming, looked over and saw this thing, kind of pop up in the water. Yes. So you know, I that was right when I was open water swimming a lot. Just kind of developed a little, you know, a little bit of anxiety with that sometimes. And then when I came out here and started open water swimming a bunch, I went to Astoria for a couple straight weekends. Right. And there's anybody who's been to Astoria, Oregon, where the Goonies was filmed, actually, there's this big area where all these sea lions come together. And they're these big, powerful looking creatures, very big, powerful looking creatures. And my buddy was joking with me. He's like, hey, one of these days, you go out and just swim to that buoy out there next to this restaurant called Buoy. He's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks. Well, there's a bunch of sea lions hanging out at this buoy. So at first I was like, absolutely, I'll do this. I had no fear of sea lions. The restaurant actually has a clear yes. plexiglass window in it's the so floor cool. where yeah, you can okay. look down and see the sea lions. It's like my in, nightmare on, on <laughs> yes. it was, it's like my worst nightmare, a restaurant with a hole through it where sea lions are looking <laughs> right. at at you. And this, so I'm, I'm sitting there watching for a little bit thinking like, you know, maybe one of these I actually will try to swim out that buoy. I'm watching these sea lions move. 
there's this seagull thing or bird that comes down to grab a fish. And this sea lion sees this bird coming. You can see him. He's on the pier and he kind of, or on, on the buoy, he dives in, tracks where this bird's going. This bird goes to grab a fish oh, no. and the sea lion comes up and grabs the bird and brings him under. <laughs> it was the smoothest hunting move I've ever seen an animal do in my entire life. And at that moment, I kind of developed this little, I was like, that was incredible and terrifying. Yeah. That sea lion just covered 50 feet in no time. So so there are a lot of sea lion attacks on swimmers in Southern California? This is in, this in, is a real in San fear. Francisco. This is a fair. Is what it is. Yes. San I lived in Southern California for 40 years. <laughs> never heard a single Jake, story. Jake, Jake's eyes do not believe me here. This is, it's, it's San Francisco, not, not Southern California. Okay. There's a lot of them in that Bay Area. Well, they, they are going to like colder water. There, there's an article that says there were more sea lion attacks on humans this last year than shark attacks. Now, that just may have meant it was a really light year on shark attacks right. in the Bay Area. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah there, now, it, now I'm scared. Watch, watch some videos of <laughs> Thank them. Thank you for that fear. Watch some videos of them, and they're terrifying. Well, if you think of them like they're hunting you. Yeah. You know what else is terrifying? Orcas. Yeah. Well. That is a legitimate fear. Have you seen orcas hunt? Like videos on orcas hunting? They uh, are badass. Yeah, they're incredible. They are, yeah. Yeah. Those things are like, oh my gosh. I just hope they're not hunting scrawny triathletes. <laughs> not a lot of meat here. Not a lot of meat here. Somehow I think that they like the sea lions more. Yeah. I think they I think they like the, the meal of a sea lion a lot more than one of us. But I like yeah. watching them beat up great whites. That's kind of fun. Yeah. 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 Any other spooky stories, guys? Mine involves a bear. Oh, oh God. Nice. <laughs> on a mountain bike or on no, running? No, it was just hiking. Actually. Oh, okay. I've had a couple of hikes where... One, one was on Mount Hood. I'm out with my dog, just the two of us. Yeah, that's scary for the dog, right? Yeah, you're we're, like, we're, we're hiking this trail. It's like a 12-mile loop hike we're doing, and we get five or six miles in, and we came to a snowy section, and there were bear tracks all through the snowy section, and they were pretty fresh. And that whole rest of the hike, I was just Spooked. freaked out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm looking around every corner. I'm trying to make a lot of noise. Then I'm yeah. trying to be quiet. And then I'm trying to make a lot of noise. <laughs> like I'm not sure I'm, I'm supposed like, to do. I don't know what I'm <laughs> supposed so, to do. My but, fear with with my old dog was that my dog would be like, "Oh, bear! I'm gonna go chase this yeah, thing." Yeah. Right. I don't know. Now yeah, it's Piper. Dog. Piper is famous. Uh, if you guys don't know who Piper is, <laughs> Piper has. Uh, got the own Instagram. She's got yes. her own Instagram page she's, now. She's world famous, uh, <laughs> so you can find her on Piper, Piper the Wonder Pup. Piper the Wonder Pup on Instagram. Uh, but do you think she would bolt off and chase? Yes, she would. Like a cougar or something. Yes, she would. Be, hey, you want to be friends? Yeah, yeah the, oh, the cougars. She would. Oh, speaking of bear fears, cougar fears are. Oh, you're taking my story. <laughs> okay, go you you explain because I <laughs> that is cougars. I, I never had to think about cougars until I got out here. <laughs> All right. So my, I, so I grew up in San Diego County for the first 20 years of my, ish of years of my life. I lived there, then moved up to Orange County. And then I spent a lot of my years in uh, a little area, basically butted right up to a, a wilderness park called Whiting Ranch Wilderness Park. Have you guys ever heard of or seen the lady who was attacked by a mountain lion, like bit her head? They've done like- I think uh, I heard this story. Yeah. yeah you've seen it like yeah. on Discovery Channel and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That happened- I lived there when oh that happened, God. and that happened about a mile from where I lived. Oh and I God. used to ride through this place almost daily. It was like my backyard, and it was like it was like the gateway to get to all other kinds of mountain biking and whatnot. So anyhow, fast forward a couple of years after that happened, and I was um, wanting to get a ride in on a particular day. 
and the sun had gone down, still wanted to go for a ride. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this, get the kids to bed. I'm going to go out and do a night ride. Nobody wanted to go with me. Ah, I'll just go and do this anyway. Slap on the lights. You get a light on your helmet, a light on your handlebars. You, you can go out there and you're going to do your mountain bike ride. And kind of cruising through that area, I'm like, oh, yeah, there was mountain bike lines back here. You know, and from time to time, you'll see the sign comes up. There was mountain lions fighting and yada, yada, yada. So I get through there. It's fine. And I jump over into this, the, the secondary part. Like you cross this little street and it's another whole mountain biking mecca. Um, and they, they called it, the, it's a Santiago truck trail. And there's a, a trail back there called the luge. I can remember doing a climb going up and it scared the bejesus out of me because you're climbing up and your hand you're puffing and huffing and all that other stuff and um you hear some rustling in the bushes like oh, oh god crap what is that it could be so many different things it could be just something as simple as like a little squirrel or a rabbit but this was a little bit more and i think looking looking back on the situation i think it was a coyote that i had spooked but the mountain lion sightings were very common back then so that happened and i jump out of my skin and i drop the hammer to get to the end of this climb and then you get to the top and then was that, you, was that your best five minute power yeah, problem ever right there. <laughs> it's pretty good but you get to the top and um you know it, again you're back in the middle of nowhere kind of um and there, you're by yourself and then there's a long descent and you're like you have that floating in the back of your mind and this long descent is called the luge so if you can use your imagination it's it's a single track trail it's so much fun but it's a steep cliff that comes down on your right or i'm sorry on your left and then to your right is a sleep cliff that goes down 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 so you've got you'd have to climb up to go up that's fine if you crash into that you know you're not going to fall down or anything like that but if you go to the, the right side you're going a long ways down and it's uh, one of those things that you can get pretty hurt and you've got in the back of your mind you're like i just want to get home i'm out here riding by like a single or a <laughs> light in front of me and i think i heard a, a bobcat or something like that or a, a mountain lion and you're flying down the single track trail and you're just it was just a full-on spooky scenario for me by myself um and i don't think i did it by myself again i did it with friends after that but that was probably the most spooked i've ever been on a ride just Scared and, that you're going to crash and be and down mount, in a ravine. Mountain lions will like stalk you too. They I mean, they are. Oh yeah. God, they're like the orcas of the land. Yeah, they're terrible. Well, in that same <laughs> land, like the sea the lions land. of the land. Yeah. In that same place in Whiting Ranch, there was the lady. She survived, and they did. She survived that attack. She did. Yes, and she has gone back to ride, and they've done stuff oh. on her, um, you know, on TV and whatnot. But there was a guy. His name was Mark Reynolds. He and they actually have like a, a nice bench that they built for him after this. He was attacked by a mountain lion up there as well. And this is within, I think, like a month or week, or it was pretty close. And I think it might have even been the same cat, if I'm not mistaken. But this one, he got killed. He, he, oh, was, that's he so, died. That's sad. And they, they're trying to figure out like how in the world this could have happened. Um, you know, some people speculated that there might have been a heart attack or something like that. But he was a 35 year old fit mountain bike racer guy. And yeah. he got, you know, pounced by a, a cat. And, I think that um, he got a flat tire and I think that he was down fixing his bike and I think the cat pounced him and you know, yeah. had a taste for human and unfortunately he died, which was yeah. kind of sad. So. Apparently all our spooky stories involve animals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. animals and humans driving cars. <laughs> so. Well, I have another one too and I'll make this one really quick. I was doing a ride, um, a road bike ride and this was actually after we moved up to Washington, went back down there and did the, the MS Bay to Bay ride, which was a lot of fun. And then while I'm down there, usually over the course of, you know, four days, I'll get something like three to 400 miles in just because I'm trying to soak up and do all of my old favorite stomping grounds. I was riding this canyon loop and I got out there and all of a sudden the sky's got really dark 
and all of a sudden you get you, the feeling like something's going on and all of a sudden it starts pouring down rain and then you start seeing flashes of lightning in the sky and you're out in the middle of the canyon all by yourself and you're seeing like like kind of where it would hit like a strike would hit and then you're kind of doing the whole like you see the lightning and you start counting and like you know harken back to like this <laughs> what was that uh oh, it's- poltergeist Poltergeist, remember when the little kid oh, was counting yes. like the, the, the between the flash uh, and whatever? Yes. So you're counting, like you see the flash and you're not even getting one second. One I'm like, crap, that's close to me. And like, I just wanted to hightail it out of there. And again, that was another one of those drop the hammer. And I had like 350 miles of my legs already from the past oh, like man. three or four days and got the heck out of Dodge <laughs> and got home and I was just soaking wet. And like, I almost got killed by lightning. Even my wife, she was at the hotel that was probably, you know, seven or eight miles away from me and she sees it starts pouring and she sees all the lightning and thunder she's calling me on my phone like like constantly where are you, where are, you? are you safe are you somewhere where you're not going to get hit by lightning yada 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 yeah. like don't worry i'm safe in a canyon on a metal <laughs> object <laughs> <laughs> right, so that was kind of spooky too oh are we all going to be able to go on rides and stuff? <laughs> Here's the big lesson with this: is not to be scared of these things, scary. but to know that everybody's scared of these things. So we can all go out there together and be scared of stuff all together. I'm there not you go. scared of sea lions. I'm terrified of sea lions. Okay, <laughs> I, I am now scared of sea lions. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, I've had quite a few run-ins with wild creatures and things like that. I'd, we can move on if you want to, or I can tell some creepy, weird story. Do you have any like deliverance stories down in Alabama? Yeah, I have good <laughs> ding, stories. Ding, ding, well, ding, so ding, ding. Oh, I, I went on a long run one time. So I, what I like to do, I, I'm kind of backwards in some ways. Like I don't like to run on concrete that much. I like to run on trails. Uh, I don't like to bike on trails. I like to bike on concrete. So <laughs> don't like loose socks. You like I tight don't socks. Like loose socks. I like tight socks. <laughs> Here's particular. It's funny because I picked up those dialed socks the other day. <laughs> I'm a weird. I'm a weird character. But uh, we knew this. You know, I did a single track trail run. This is back a long time ago, before there were cell phones or anything like that. Um, and it's like ten or twelve miles, I think, loop um, in Alabama with no like water or anything like that. Uh, and we came up on a herd of wild mountain goats, <laughs> which I, I tell this story. I've told this story a couple times and people don't believe me. And I'm like, I don't, wouldn't make this up. Uh, and the mountain goats follow the trails, you know, they yeah. follow the same trails that you're on. And so how many mountain goats, um, okay, what, so what makes a herd of mountain this goats? Was what a number? Big group. So I would say there was about 20, that's a lot of mountain goats. Yeah, it's a ton and they yeah. stink. You can smell them before you get oh, to them. Yeah. Uh, and so we come up on this group and as soon as you come up on them, the males will turn and stand off mm-hmm. and like you stop cause you're standing in front of a male that's about to charge you with horns, you know, like, and they're faster than you. Those are to get going. Yeah. 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 I mean, if they hit you, you're, you're hurt. You're going to be hurt pretty yeah. bad. Uh, and so we stop and then, uh, part of the herd t- finally, you know, we, we were following this herd of mountain goats and, it's taken forever and like half the herd finally turns off the trail and then we're dealing with the second half of the herd that keeps going in front of us and there's no there's no way i mean if we turn around we're going to basically be going you know like eight miles backwards on the other way around the trail without water or anything like that Mm -hmm. in alabama heat uh and each time that we get anywhere close to the herd the male turns around stands off with the horns (laughs) like stands us off and is like think you know like each time you think it's going to charge you uh, and well, then, I mean, you know, what would you have done? Just turned around and done a, your greatest 30 second interval of your life right there? Or is it, I mean, 
You just get the bike in between you and the this is all ramp. On, this is running. This is running. This, this is running. running. Yeah, oh. she does not have the Sorry, option to accelerate up to twenty miles an hour here. <laughs> so eventually, after like two miles of this, the herd finally moves off the trail. We go through and we're fine. No problem. No one got hurt. But my thing ever since is like when you're in these areas that don't have cell service, like I think that's scary. Like, am I weird that like each bike ride, even if I'm on the roads, like I get out really far away and like, there's no cell phone service. There's no, there's no help coming. I mean, you know, I don't tell my wife this, but like (laughs) there's so many times where we're just not anywhere close to some sort of cellular connection. And Lance, what do you do? That, that happened to me a couple years ago where I was doing this 50 mile ride. Yeah. And I, uh, there was a 10 mile gravel section that I was unprepared for. Yeah. And I flatted twice. I used up all my tubes and I was 20 miles from my truck. Right. And there was no cell service. There's no, no. And options. I had gone around a gate to get on the road. So, you know, there's no there's cars, no coming. cars. And I'm, I'm, I was seriously considering the possibility of me having to hike five hours out yeah. in the dark to get to my truck. Yeah, oh, so that's, that's scary stuff to me, yeah. for sure. So that's that very scary. scary. Yeah. I ended up just riding on my flat tire. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess that's I'm like, I'm sacrificing this rim yeah. so that I don't die. Yeah. This is This is going to sound <laughs> dumb. I had no idea there were mountain... Th- this was in Alabama? Mountain goats in Alabama, northern Alabama. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's why I think a lot of people don't I, believe me when I tell that story. Yeah. They're like, no, there's no Because I, I ran into I ran into a mountain goat going up uh, the Enchantments Climb Up Dragon Tail Pass, which was you know cool but then i was with some guys hiking up and they did tell me because i'm taking a video yeah. of this he's like make sure you stay away from that thing yeah because it was a male mountain goat yep and he didn't like us very much because he was looking right at us and he was making noises so they they'll charge yeah they'll charge you yeah did and, you smell it uh yeah he oh smelled terrible yeah and <laughs> the other thing too is we were definitely in his territory because if yeah. anybody who's ever hiked the enchantments here dragon tail pass is like you're like crawling up falling rocks the yeah. inter- for like two miles. It's the slowest two mile hike I've ever done in my life. And that mountain goat no problem. definitely knows how to traverse that terrain a whole lot better than I do. So if he had made the decision that I don't want this guy on this mountain anymore, I would have been tumbling a mile down. Yeah. So, Yeah, they use those horns, man. Northern Alabama. Whew. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, I think the trail that we were running on, we might have it might have been called the Goat Trail or something like, or, and it, that might have just been the name that we had for it. But like there, yeah. it was a known fact, like that there was herds of mountain goats and things like that out there. But you can smell them, and a lot of times you would smell them and not see them, so yeah. you know they're up there, but you just don't know exactly where they are. So stinky, yeah, the fear of stink. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think we've uh, spooked everybody enough, including ourselves. Let's kick it off one last thing. Evan, one last thing for me, bud. I'm going to talk about something not nearly as scary. Um, Got to do, talk and see a little bit about the Stride Power Meter recently. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which uh, Matt's done some stuff with, and we will, me and Matt are going to have some nerd talks about it. And it's it's a new bit of technology out there for runners, anybody who does not know what it is right. yet. It is, I'll try and dumb it down. It's basically a power meter and a accelerometer that you tie to your shoe. It is it is an accelerometer mm-hmm. that is uh, they use that data to correlate it with a power with a number. Power. Okay. So it's a, it's supposed to be power meter for running. Mm-hmm. So I did a YouTube video about it. You can you guys can find it if you search for you know Stride Power Meter or whatever on YouTube. And it's yeah, I mean it's mm-hmm. it's a it's a good product. It's basically, it's measuring a, rate of change yes. is, is is how it was explained. Right. So well, and accelerometers in your phones and everything like that mm-hmm. have become excellent. So yeah. 
Um, if you were to tie your cell phone to your shoe and have access to all the, you know, algorithms and things like that, that stride is doing, you know, that, that theoretically yeah. would work as well. Yeah. But I will not be having spousal cost deception issues with that particular yeah. product. <laughs> no, that particular product. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember how much it costs. hundred bucks, 150. I don't know. I, I would have to look right now, but yeah, know. it's, it, it's interesting. I'll probably be talking more about it in the future. Cool. Trying to, from a running gate analysis standpoint, yeah. I'm trying to see how it can help. I bet it could help with somebody who, who does this in my field, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Cool. That's one last thing. A uh, big surprise. I'm headed out of town again. This no weekend. way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't say. <laughs> I was so hoping we could get in a Saturday <laughs> ride to or something. It is uh, Dad's weekend at Washington State University in Pullman, so I'm headed down to spend a couple of days with my daughter and go to a football game. And oh, cool. Their football yeah. program's had a couple big weekends. Yeah. These past two weekends, yeah. they've had some big wins. Washington State's been uh, done well. So. My, my one last thing, Lance, I'm also going east. I'm going to be just right behind you, but I'll be in a school bus. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in the adventure mobile. The wheels on the bus go round. It, it is so it's, any. It's Spokane, right? Is that where it's going to? No, state for state? us is in the Tri Cities area in Pasco, Washington. So my one last thing is that we will be the Camus High School bus will be rolling to state, and uh, you guys need to each wish us good luck. And then Matt's season is done, and we get to have fun yeah. on the weekends yes. again. Yes, Woo. that will be nice for sure. Yep. My one last thing is I am super proud of our cycling team. I always talk about yeah. the team, but you know, I'm kind of partial. You should, yeah. yeah. They are kicking some serious arse. The team bar, which is the best all-around rider competition, which they have a team competition in there as well. We are coming up towards the end of the year. We've got about another, what, month left of just cyclocross race. It's yep. pretty much like cross crusade races and the state championship race and maybe a couple other little there's like three weeks left or yeah. four weeks left. We're yeah. just about there, boys. We have 7,180 points. Second place has 4,429 oh, it's points. Over. It's over. And <laughs> third place has 2,335 <laughs> 2, points. So, Can I just say it's crazy that's so that awesome. a new team is able to win that. I mean, that's crazy to that's me. That's crazy. Hey, we're two years old. I know. I <laughs> and know I mean, you, you, you think about it. We had the director of Obra in here saying the same thing, that this is a team that is obviously making massive splashes in Obra points-wise. And I mean, we had a lot of people come awesome. on race. And it's not like show up and automatically you get points. Like you have to finish yeah. within a certain percentage, or like mm -hmm. in the top 15 of all race field categories. And sometimes these fields are 40, 50, 60 people deep. So you could go out there and finish 16th and you get no points. You know, or if you finished 15th, you only get one point. So mm -hmm. it's not easy to get points. I mean, there are certain times where you can get points that are easier than others. I, but sc I scored some points, so there might be some easy <laughs> options. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not lie. But you're fast, and you did the Jack Frost time well, trial, and you got us some points. I think, well, I, I think the time the, think the triathlon team needs to back this up this year. We we got to yeah. Yeah. step up. It's a lot of pressure races. on Matt here. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm stoked, though. I mean, the point differential between first and second place is 2,751 points. Who's in second? ATI? Uh, Therapeutic Associates. Um, yeah, that's a good team. They they're a solid team, and they've got a lot of like like they have some top studs. level elite racers, yeah. and that you know they're going out there and they're killing it. But I just think it's awesome that the point differential between us and second place is more than what third place has. Yeah. That that just like our goal at the beginning of the year is like all right, we're going to finish in the top three. You know. Yeah. And if you had told me at the beginning of the year when we had our little um, season kickoff party that we would be up by as much as we're up right now, I would have laughed at you. I'm like, yeah, haha, ha, you know, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Like, I would have been just happy to be, sorry, P 
people calling. Stop calling me, man. We are using these devices and they they're connected congr- to the they're podcast. Trying to they're trying to comment. You. Yeah, they're trying to comment on the podcast. So, <laughs> anyway, I just for each and every one of you guys on the team that pinned on a race number this year, thank you. And thank you for all your hard work. Thank you for, you know, going through all the suffering and the injuries and the, you know, losing your hydration fears. and your fears and all that other fun. Sea lions, the everything. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun, and it'll be a, a fun season-ending party for us this year to kind of celebrate our accomplishment. I don't want to call it yet because it's never over till it's over, over, but um, it's looking pretty good that we're going to tie this thing down, and I'm excited about that. That's awesome. So Fantastic. that's my one last thing. Yep. It's good stuff. All right. That is a wrap, folks. <laughs> a couple quick little things just to remind you. We have the Prune Hill 10K coming up. If you guys are interested in doing that ride and you are here in the Portland area, um, we will be posting that up on our uh, Strava group page with more details, ride routes, and all that fun information. It will be on either November 10th or November 17th, probably predicated on what weather weekend is looking the best. I think we're going to try and shoot for the 10th right now, and then it will fall into the 17th only if it becomes necessary. Uh, we also have the Ugly Sweater Christmas Ride coming up. That will be November 24th, um, which will be the Saturday right after Thanksgiving. And we are going to raise a ton of money to buy a bunch of bikes for a bunch of kids this Christmas. And we are already off to a $3,000 head start because we are pulling money from last year uh, that didn't get spent because of different reasons. Uh, people basically not being able to follow through or do what they said they were able to do. But we're going to take that money and just double up this year. Um, should be a lot of fun. We have our team gear that comes in on Wednesday. When you are listening to this web, this uh, podcast, we will have all of our team gear. If you're informi- if you're interested in some of that stuff, check out the Dialed Cycling team page on Facebook, and we'll post some of that up there. And then we'll be sending out announcements to everybody on the team. Um, one little thing: a thank you for everybody that took our survey. Man, I am rambling on today, like big time. Uh, this bunch, is all good stuff. Yeah, a bunch of you guys took our survey that we put out last week. Thank you. That survey is still up there, and that feedback that we got was actually really cool. It, it's very yeah. insightful. And it was I, very good feedback. I, I really enjoyed the comments that we got, in those, mm-hmm. um, be it good or bad or indifferent. Um, it was just kind of encouraging. It gives us uh, some direction as to what you guys want to hear. Thank you for that. It's still there. Go um, take it. It literally only takes a minute just to go through and and take. We are a podcast for the people (laughs) by the people. Yeah, (laughs) but you can find that on our Facebook page. It's just simple click and it will take literally a minute of your time. Um, Let's see here. iTunes. Go to iTunes. We haven't had some reviews in a while. I think we've had like somebody gave us a star review last week, but I'd like to see more people go in there and and chime in and give us more feedback on there and just tell folks what they, they think about the show. And the last thing, and I promise I will shut up. Share the podcast with a friend. Put it up. We put it up on social media and all of our different platforms. If you don't follow us on Facebook, um, there's a myriad of different ways that at Dial Podcast, or you can follow the Dialed Cycling team, or if you're in any one of our groups, if you're interested in joining those, you're going to see it there as well. Share those. Share it with a friend and, and tell them why you like it. We would really appreciate that. Helps us out. So. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Promise I'd shut up. So that's nice. it, guys. <laughs> any of that parting words from you? Any of you? Thanks for having us on. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. We need to have a little bit more positive next time. Less scary. (laughs) Less scary. (laughs) Less scary. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Evan. Thanks, Lance. You guys have a fun and safe Halloween. All the people listening, thank you for listening. And we will see you guys next week. Bye for now.